Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host Sean Gannon along with my partner Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. Now have the chance, go check out our website justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at justsayingnogwjs for article and video updates. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify at Just Saying Football. Get us in your ears, take us on the go wherever you are, uh, Jack and Sean. Uh, can be with you. Yeah, anywhere you want. Just make sure you hit that bell. Make sure uh, also uh, check us out on Instagram. Just saying no GWJS. Get all those updates. Yep, got to love that. All right, so before we jump into our Week 13 Sunday Superflex, got to get into some injury news that's been happening around the league. Aaron Donald has officially been ruled out of this game uh, on Sunday. Stafford still remains in concussion protocol, something to monitor. Good news for Vikings fans. Rookie cornerback Caleb Evans, who suffered a concussion a few weeks ago, is back, full participant at practice, along with Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, who's dealing with a calf injury. Um, that's a boost for a subpar defense. Uh, uh, Eliza Mitchell is out six to eight weeks, and uh, Christian McCaffrey is dealing with what Kyle Shanahan described as knee irritation. Uh, not something you want to hear, and that's something to monitor if you're a 49ers fan. Yeah. Uh, if your team is in the NFC. Especially the with NFC Elijah West. Mitchell out for eight to six, uh, eight six eight weeks. weeks. So that's a long time. Von Miller is placed on the IR. He will miss the next four weeks. Now, I don't think this necessarily affects their playoff chances, but I think this might affect their division right now. They're currently yeah. behind the Dolphins. The Jets still are creeping on them. And the Patriots are still somehow right there. Yeah. So they're not done yet. All right. That being said, one more thing here. Uh, two more things, actually. Washington Commanders defensive end Chase Young could make his debut against the New York Giants this weekend on Sunday. Uh, when uh, reporters asked uh, Ron Rivera about the concern about the turf, he said, no, it's not It's not going to be a factor. MetLife, obviously, in recent memory, uh, has seen a lot of issues for players, including Sterling Shepard and Wanda Robinson this year for the New York Giants. Uh, mm-hmm. And then let's not forget to the cursed 2020 Week 1 season when the 49ers took on the Jets, and there were a slew of injuries in that one game yeah. uh, alone. And our last bit of injury news here, Bears did activate, uh, or not injury news, but just something to monitor, Bears did activate quarterback Tim Boyle to their active roster, uh, something just to monitor with Justin Fields, the AC joint injury, mm-hmm. and Trevor Simeon with the oblique injury. Um, they both could potentially be out of my question for you before we jump into our Sunday Superflex. Sorry, everyone, before we can get into the, the great games that we have ahead of us. What should the Bears do with this injuries with five games left for Fields? You know what I mean? They are currently four games out of Washington, who's the seventh seed, and they sit last in the NFC. Yeah, it's it's not it's not looking too pretty for the Bears right now. I think that, you know, if Justin Fields is healthy, you can give him the opportunities. But, you know, we have absolutely over the last thirteen weeks gotten to see Justin Fields get better and show that he can really play at this level. So um, I, I do think that if they lose this game... In Sounds the like Packers, a shut-it-down situation. Yeah, you got to shut it down. Shut but it down. you shut it down only in the sense that you feel like you know the season's lost. Uh, if they win this Packers game, it, it could be some glimmer of hope. You want to have them have Always, confident. You're a com- competitor. Uh, but know. yeah, you, you want to save him for the future. He's good now. All right, all right. I love it. All right, let's jump right into our Week 13 Sunday Superflex episode with our blog games. We have yeah. the Indianapolis Colts making their way to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by minus 11 here, over under a 43 and a half. Now, this is our Sunday night football game. Jeff Saturday not calling timeouts when he needed to call timeouts. One and two as a Colts head coach. I'm locking in the Cowboys on this one. That defense is playing great, and that offense is looking solid. Yeah, Cowboys by 11, by far the biggest spread of the week. Uh, you know, Sean said we got some great ones this week, very close ones. Definitely not this. They're in Dallas where they've played excellent so far. Um, 
you know, uh, you know, Dalton Schultz last week, two touchdowns against the Giants. We saw the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They've had a lot of time to prepare for this game, and the Colts. Unfortunately, they played Monday night. They got this as a Sunday night. They've only had about six days to prepare. Uh, either way, uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. All right, love that. Let's keep us moving along. We have the Denver Broncos making their way to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are currently favoring this one, minus 8.5, over under here of 38.5. Um, people aren't showing up to Russell Wilson's birthday on the team. Players are arguing with him on the sidelines. This is... Not the season the Broncos were expecting. You know, we the biggest question about him we've had the last couple weeks is, you know, where is the ceiling of, like, where does the Russell Wilson hate stop? Um, obviously, he gave us two great storylines this week, and now he's got to go play Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Uh, and the Ravens, man, they got to be pissed right now. Oh, the Jags. I called no it. timeouts. Sean gives, it, Sean gives you the insight here. He knew this Jags told upset you. was coming. Um, no upset on the horizon this week, though. Uh, Baltimore, eight and a half. I like that. Uh, Baltimore's offense obviously has been very much struggling. J.K. Dobbins has been practicing a little bit more, which is great. Love but, that. Um, I mean, man, the you know the you know Wilson has thrown a four point one an attempt. It's poo poo. You know, even though the Ravens he got beat by Sam Darnold. Ravens have been he got beat by Sam Darnold. Russell Wilson got beat by Sam Darnold. Welcome to twenty twenty two. Welcome to twenty twenty two. I'm Ravens I'm, at home all day. I'm also going to lock in the Ravens on this one. However, I do think that people need to consider that. Look at every single game the Broncos have played. That defense is legit. That defense is real. As much as we all hate to say it, they're keeping third it, best scoring D right now. They are keeping it close uh, in those games, and every single team seems to play poorly against them because of that. So I will say this: go with the Ravens. But bet against the spread. I don't like that eight and a half. I think this is going to be much closer. This is not going to be a pretty game. Ravens fans, do not be too distressed if your team isn't playing great in this one. Denver just seems to have that aura of, we're going to make you play poorly for some weird weird reason. And it happens in every single game. And if Denver Denver is able to do the uh, big comeback on the Ravens like they've seen in all four of their losses this year. uh, Then then hit the panic button. (laughs) But let's move this right along because we have the Seattle Seahawks making their way to L.A. to take on the Rams here. Uh, Seattle's favored by minus 7.5 over under here of 41, 4.05 p.m. Eastern game. Uh, like I mentioned, no Aaron Donald. Obviously, there's no Cooper Cup in this one. Potentially, still no Matthew Stafford. Yeah. He's in the concussion protocol, or no, dealing with a neck injury, mm-hmm. uh, and in the concussion protocol. Not what you want to see. What are your thoughts with this one? Perkins did not have the best game, only 100 yards passing, two interceptions. Yeah, sacked three times as well. Not what you want to see from Perkins. You know, I kind of said that last week that you know the worry of the Rams right now, despite the fact Cooper Cup is hurt, Allen Robinson's now on the IR. You have not a lot of options that you thought you were had coming in here. And, you know, the one thing about the Rams that we had last year was that jump for quarterback. You know, we obviously saw them make the upgrade to Stafford, and they won the Super Bowl. And now without Stafford, you don't have that viable backup. There are teams that, you know, like look at the 49ers. They lost Trey Lance. They had Jimmy G. They're still a successful Jimmy G? Jimmy G? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I'm sorry I did not address him properly. (laughs) But uh, I'm Seahawks all day. You know, I think that... Um, just the way they've been playing, despite the fact they got walked off with the Raiders. Um, you know, I think that this is really an opportunity for them to bounce back. They're, you know, ahead right now in this division. They're competing with the 49ers. Um, six and five, they do not want to fall to six and six. I'm going to go with Seattle on the road. I'm also going with Seattle. Uh, Rams, I'm not sure what's going on, I think, at this point. 
you know, with Aaron Donald out, you lose this game. I think everyone's shut down for the rest of the season. You're not skip the Lions. That's how five pick already. Yeah, <laughs> just give it to them. Lions aren't going to be happy with that one. Seattle must win game uh, for the playoffs. So go in this one. All right, let's keep us moving along into our meh games of the week because we have the Pittsburgh Steelers making the way to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Atlanta is favored by this one by minus one. Clearly, no one else is going to win this over under here of forty three. What are your thoughts? Yeah, very, very 50-50. The Falcons, um, I like them in this game to win. I'm going to say out the gate before I say what I say next. You know, they are kind of a hot mess right now. We saw them lose to Washington, um, you know, just letting that game slip away. And, you know, the tip pass inside the five to Kendall Fuller, um, you know, Mariota, very close to being able to win that game last week. Um, despite that, you know, like you said, um, you know, Chase Young is going to, I'm sorry, I, I put it the wrong way. Uh, I was going to say, uh, T.J. Watt, I had my mind on a guy who's coming back. Uh, T.J. Watt, um, I think he'll be all over the place. Alex Highsmith as well. Um, this is going to be a close game for me. I see that, you know, obviously the spread reflects that. Um, Atlanta at home I like only really because uh, Steelers coming off of that, uh, you know, short week on Monday night. I do think that it does make a little bit of a difference for Atlanta to have that extra day to prepare, in my opinion. Um, and they have been playing, like, like tight games that they keep themselves in, and even though they're a mess, they're a hot mess, and I'm going to go with them this week. Uh, I'm going to defer. I'm going to go with the Steelers here. I think you can ride that win and how Kenny Pickett played. Uh, you want to try to recreate that entire first half for a full four quarters. You're able to do yeah. that. Man, this offense can cook. Yeah. Uh, and I, you like to see that from your, from your young rookie. Um, like you're saying, Atlanta Falcons are a hot mess, mm-hmm. albeit they, they're they kind of fun to watch at times. With the Kyle Pitts, you know, he's shut down for the season now, uh, won't be returning. That, to me, indicates that yeah, you're kind of maybe gearing up for a potential non-playoff run more than anything, and I don't know if I necessarily like that move and it's for weird them. Because Arthur Smith is just very on getting to the playoffs. You know, they're still... Not where they want to be, but the, with the Bucks lost last week, look, he's a fr- look, and he's a franchise. There was a chance. There's still a chance for them. I get Kyle Pitts as a franchise guy, but that to me, I don't know. I just think I think Steelers are now that. And I'm calling the Falcons despite now. the fact that they have 18 points over the last three or four games, where they have lost the last three or four. I they they have to bounce back this week for me. Like I I just I think that it's a scary pick. Hopefully, Atlanta does. Guy. But as we know, people uh, bounce behind uh, rather behind uh, Mike Tomlin. That's our yeah, guy. That's All right. Let's move this along. We have the Green Bay Packers making their way to Chicago to take on the Bears. Green Bay is favored here by minus 4.5, over under here of 43.5. Uh, again, still potential for, for Fields to be out in this one. We are not. We don't know at the moment. Um, despite the rib injury, though, to Aaron Rodgers, he said he is going to be in for this one. Yeah, and um, you know, him being in kind of makes a difference for me. We know that we talked about it before, you know, like uh, kind of Fields dealing with that injury. Um, I like the Packers in this just because... I think overall they're they're a better team and, and you know Aaron Rodgers does have the Bears number in the past. Um, you know I, I think what's really tough too is that Eddie Jackson loss uh, for the Bears secondary. That's the best player that's on their defense. That's a brutal defense. loss for them. Yeah. And um, you know with a guy like Christian Watson having six touchdowns in the last three games, I, I think it's a good opportunity for them to really just try to take off and um, you know at least get a win here after getting whopped by. Tennessee and Philly the last couple of weeks. You know, those conversations about Aaron Rodgers being sad for the season, Jordan Love coming in, and yeah. it's you know it's only going to fuel the media and also even in ourselves uh, about his potential departure next season yeah, and in the offseason, this sort of thing. So I think the best way uh, to, to quell that, at least for one one more week, is to get a win against a team, like you said, that historically you beat. 
This is this is a game I think is absolutely winnable, especially if there's no Justin Fields. If Justin Fields is in it, though, Bears can easily put up 30 points. We've seen it before uh, with him and what he's able to do. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, if that's kind of the outcome for that. So I'll hit the over on this game no matter what, especially yeah. if Fields is in there. But I think the Packers are now... This is one of those games where Aaron Rodgers says, still Aaron Rodgers, despite... Mm-hmm. The injuries that we're noticing hearing about yeah. late in the season, like the thumb. So I'll go with the Packers. Nice, yeah. Packers on the road for both of us. All right, I like. It. Let's keep this moving along. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars making the way to Detroit to take on the Lions. Jacksonville uh, favored by minus one. Again, no one knows what's going to happen in this one. Over under here, fifty one and a half. Uh, what are your thoughts? We finally saw the Trevor Lawrence game winning go ahead TD. Was everything we thought he could be as yeah. the number one overall pick at last. Finally, and uh, Andrew Wingard kind of said it best, their safety after the game. You know, he was like, it's kind of Trevor Lawrence's uh, rookie year, despite having an NFL career last year, uh, just having to deal with Urban Meyer and coaching changes. Doug Peterson definitely, uh, you know, all of them love Doug Peterson. Um, You know, he's obviously been getting going. This is kind of the battle between two coaches that are like, that really get their teams pumped up. And even though they're four and seven, uh, I think it's going to be a big dogfight. And at 51 and a half... That's the I like it over. one outside. I'm taking the over on that one. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say Brown can light up the secondary, I think. And Christian nine, Kirk, both? Who has more yards, Christian Kirk? I'm going to say Brown. I'm going to say Brown will have more yards. Over your guy, Christian Kirk? Over my guy, Christian <laughs> Kirk. Because we saw Zay Jones last weekend involved, Marvin Jones yeah. involved, all those true, guys true. involved. So I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I like Jacksonville. I, for some reason... I kind of want. I'll say take if you if you're a, a big better here, big better here. Take the minus one. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I, I like I, I you know especially if Jacksonville is like the underdog when you get them like not, not a bad thing. Uh, not to say anything bad about Detroit. I thought they played really well against the Bills. Uh, they're just kind of getting hot at the wrong time. Same with Jacksonville. Um, but just gonna make for a good yeah. game. I mean you know. Like you mentioned, Amonro. I mean, nine for one twenty-two in the touchdown. We love that. We love that. All right, let's let's uh let's move this into the game that we just aren't really going to say much about because we have the Cleveland Browns making them to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, Sean Watson, Deshaun Watson's back uh, in this one. Uh, I'm going with the Texans. Yeah, uh, I'll go with the Browns on the road. I think that uh, both of these teams, it really just comes down to the run game, and I like Nick Chubb way more than Damian Pierce. That's uh, valid. All right, moving this it. moving this right along. We have the Los Angeles Chargers making their way to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh, Ellie's favorite of this one, minus one and a half, 50 and a half point over under here. Now this is a 4.29 p.m. Eastern game. Josh Jacobs called game last week, 86-yard walk-off touchdown in OT, also 303 total yards of scrimmage. Was absolutely insane. However, he has been limited participant this week in practice as they're resting him uh, with the cap strain that he was on the injury yeah. report for last week. Oh, the classic Raiders injury report scheme. As they had him questionable <laughs> all last week, uh, I'm sure other Josh Jacobs fantasy owners uh, also were having heart attacks on uh, whether he's going to play. And then he went off. He had 48 points. Hopefully, you uh, started him. I, Hopefully, you started him. I did, but I still lost having a tough time. No, we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, with Josh Jacobs right now leading the league after his big week, 1,159 yards, I think that that is something we didn't really expect. Um, but, I mean, you know, I think they're kind of doing that this week. I expect a big game out of him despite if he's limited in practice. I don't care how many days of practice Josh Jacobs gets. I think he can get, like, two days of practice, go on the field, and still be one of the best players. Um, 
But man, I gotta say, you know, I, I think that you know Herbert, it, it's it's starting to get to the point where this whole thing's coming down to Herbert, you know, and it's becoming a little too much for him, I think. Yeah. So I do like the Raiders at home, one and a half. It's kind of a schemey line, Vegas. Stop doing that. But I'll tell you this: I will take the Raiders at home. I I think that they're finding ways to win. You know, for weeks we were saying, oh, they don't have Waller, they don't have Renfro. What are they gonna do? And then they were just like. Alright, we still have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, and we're gonna use. So, be, I'm I'm with you right now. Yeah. There's a reason why this is one of our good games. This yeah. Was why I came over good games of the week. Why I mentioned. Why I forgot to mention. It. I think this is a great one. I think that the Chargers right now. You had a great. You had great wins by both these teams. One in overtime with the Josh Jacobs walk off. Then you had uh, Herbert on the other side get a game winning uh, uh, touchdown as yeah. well. And they're playing great now. They have Keen Allen back, and now Mike Williams is about to come back from. That's exactly what you want to see. That being said. I like the Raiders in this one as well. I just, I think that Devontae Adams against the secondary that's not great, uh, despite having still Derwin James, is really going to be a huge, huge mismatch, and he's going to have a field day. Yeah. And that Josh Jacobs won't need to go for 303 total scrimmage yards because Devontae Adams is going to have a nice little 150 plus yard day. Ooh. Um, and that terrifies me because I play him in fantasy. But I really just think <laughs> this is one of those days where he's going to feast. There's no Jay Z Jackson, and I don't. I, I as much as I like Asante Samuel Jr., I think that we're, we've only are seeing a fraction of what he has to offer in the NFL with his potential. Yeah. It's still Devontae Adams. So I mean, what about this? You know, we're both um, you know kind of picking against the Chargers. Herbert in five games has thirteen touchdowns and one interception. Um, yeah, he's going to throw another one. I don't know what makes us both kind of pick the Raiders, but they're at home and they're kind of hot. And I feel like this is the part of the season where we really start getting hot on the Chargers and they start getting really cold. I think we're, we're going right on this one. Yeah, or they blow another 17-point lead. But let's keep this moving along when we have the New York Jets making their way to Minnesota to take on my Vikings. Uh, Minnesota's favorite in this one by minus three over under here of 45. Um Huge Thanksgiving win at home for the Vikings against Patriots. Huge win, huge back to back, uh, you know, big bounce back. You know, we wanted that on the Thanksgiving show. We were like, dude, the Cowboys kind of ruined the Vikings Sunday. Now the Vikings got to ruin the uh, the Patriots Sunday. Now they got to go play another AFC East team in the Jets. I mean. We got uh, we got Mr. Matchup. Mr. Mike White taking on Kirk Cousins. It's gonna be that was not the great matchup I meant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about? the sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson. Oh damn! Because <laughs> is... the Mike White Kirk Cousins is like the most man. Yeah, it's the most mayonnaise matchup. There's we're a reason see. that's capitalized. <laughs> that is the thing. That's it. There's a reason. That's the one, man. That's the matchup. I'm here. I'm here to look for it because I'm super curious. Justin Jefferson is only one yard behind Tyreek Hill for for the lead in, yeah. in uh, total yards right now. He's obviously playing lights out. He's a huge factor to to our success. So I'm really curious to see how that game uh, goes. Garrett Wilson on the flip. He got a field day. Our defense right now, we're giving up the most yards uh, on defense and the second most we, pass yards. And we've been calling for rookie of the year for that kid. And we've been now calling. he's just like, all right, I'll answer the phone. And he's and he's playing like Sarah. I think what we're going to need to to do right now for the Vikings is, yeah. is two things. N- number one, and this is the most obvious, you gotta you got to get better on defense, guys. This is not good. You can't. Can't get given up two hundred eighty plus. You're gonna take on big bad Mike White. You better you step up. <laughs> or if you just wanna, he's coming for you. Sean. Yeah, honestly, three <laughs> touchdowns last year, last week over three hundred, uh, three hundred yards. And I think the second big thing that we're gonna need to do is um, 
Especially in this game, we need to run Dalvin Cook uh, efficiently. A lot. Yeah. I I know a few people out there in my family that are a little bit worried about Dalvin Cook and and is he as good as he once was and blah blah blah. Now I, I just some just some things to say for for some people out there that are worried. In in eleven games last year for Dalvin Cook in twenty twenty one, he had two hundred twenty six carries for a thousand and sixty seven yards, uh, including one two hundred yard game and three one hundred fifty uh, yard uh, games as well and six touchdowns. Uh, and the six touchdowns was on the total year. Yeah. As well, he currently has 178 carries for 841 yards through 11 games and six touchdowns. Now he only played about 13 games and only finished with 200 more yards. So only finished with 1,200 yards. He's still on pace to do the same, if not better than last year. So people don't need to worry about him. That being said, Minnesota. You need to get him more involved as well because if you want to effectively, I think, open up Justin Jefferson even more, it's going to be through the play-action pass. That's where Kirk Cousins succeeds. Yeah, I think this I is think a tough defense. Right. If, also, if, if they can run Dalvin, we saw that you know the Jets obviously, despite changing their quarterback, you know they had James Robinson as a healthy scratch last week, and they used Zonovan Knight. Uh, I don't know. Do you know Zonovan Knight's nickname? No, I don't know his nickname. Bam! I love him. I love that. Let's Bam! go. And everyone's saying it, I'm hearing everybody, it's like awesome, you know, so he played great last week, Um, you know, I think that with the Jets, you know, this kind of just shows their coaching staff and everything, you know, their front office, their youth is like what is kind of driving the success of the team, but I think the Vikings offense does get it done with Dalvin, they're going to need it, they're going to need that, that, uh, especially like you said with Jefferson on Sauce Gardner. Um, I'm interested though about that Sauce Gardner matchup. Like you said, does Jefferson get 100 yards on Sauce Gardner, or should gonna, I say 80 yards? I'll say I'll say uh, I, I think he'll get over 80 yards. I just think that the way that they scheme him, unless this is one of those games where Kirk Cousins is like, oh, forgot to throw the ball. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he can easily get over 80 yards. I don't think he's going to get like more than 105 though. Like that's like, which is like you know saying that mm-hmm. that's like a mad game for him is like kind of crazy because you know. Ten years ago, we yeah, lived in a world yeah. where if you got eighty-five yards and like four receptions, that's like a really good game for you. Yeah, yeah. Now we live in a world like if you're not getting nine for one thirty-nine and two, are you even playing football out yeah. there? Like, are you the wide receiver? One yeah, like what's matches? going on exactly? So that's something to consider. Um, before I make my game pick, because I'm I'm still not really sure. Um, what what's the outcome here for Zach Wilson? Yeah, I this this is going to be one of those messy situations. I think where you know he's. There's going to be stories about him. We live in New York, so you know, it's really the, the market here. We know how they treat quarterbacks, especially Jets quarterbacks, who are put themselves in these kind of situations in the locker room uh, with him. We saw it last week. They literally put up a graphic that Mike White had better stats than him in two quarters than he did in the whole game. Um, I, I, I think this is an opportunity maybe in the offseason if he's still unhappy, they're unhappy to just go trade him while he's in his rookie deal. Hopefully. You know, he's a top two overall pick. Made Send him over to Houston. Send him over to Houston. Get some picks. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I don't see him on the team next year. If this team does go to the playoffs and say Mike White wins a game and they're paying him a billion times less than Wilson, go go let that kid earn his contract, you know? Yeah, there, there are two things. Uh, I'll go with the Jets. Fuck it. I don't know why. But I'm going with the Vikings. I'm I like that. And just before we keep this moving along, um, there, was like, there was a picture of him in the rain. With the hood on, yeah. and then the the, the, the side the side picture of uh, Anakin Skywalker on the dark side. Uh, not. It's just it was so great, but also in don't the last spoiler alert. 
Zach Wilson's probably not going to become any villain type that guy. Probably <laughs> not. Man. Probably not. But uh, in the last seven years, uh, there have been two two games where Jets quarterback threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Both of them belong to Mike White. Oh, shit. So, yeah, just a little fun fact. All right, let's keep this moving along. That's that's an our guy. All right, we have the Washington Commanders making their way to New York to take on the Jet or the Giants, I'm so sorry. Here, the real guys we got going. Washington's favorite in this one, though, by minus two and a half, over under here of 40 and a half. What are your thoughts? Oh, Taylor Heineke, man, five and one since he took over in Washington. Uh, He's actually playing really well. Uh, Daniel Jones also plays pretty well against Washington. Uh, you know, in his career, it was 100 passer rating, 1,150 yards, 9 and 3 ratio in five games. Seems uh, to be the team he always plays well against. I remember a stat. I don't know if you remember, we were sitting there like week two last year when they lost off the field goal. And before that, he was like 4 and 20 against teams, and it was all Washington. And it was like, except for his first game. And now, um, I think Daniel Jones has put the Giants in a team in a position where the team can win at home in these close games. We saw them play Detroit uh, two weeks ago at home in kind of a surprise loss. We kind of expected them to win that. Then they lost. They doubled their losing um, record after that, getting four losses after the Dallas loss last week. Um, this is a division game. It's very important, and they're underdogs at home. Um, we've seen this before. I think this is an opportunity for them to go win, um, you know, Washington is one with their run game. Robinson and Gibson, they're kind of running the whole show over there. And I think Saquon is going to have to do the same thing on, on the mat. You know, now we're talking about Josh Jacobs leading the league in rushing. Saquon's one of those people that could definitely do that. In a game like this, um, you know, you know Chase Young, like you said, is kind of going to be on a snap count coming back from IR. Uh, they're, they're going to need him to stop the Giants. But I don't know, man. The, the Giants... They're worrying me because their depth at wide receiver is so thin, and the Washington defense actually looks like it's playing really well the last couple weeks. Yeah, the Washington defense is great, so this Giants offense is going to have a handful, I think, but they have not gotten to see a healthy, a healthy Saquon Barkley just yet, so that's going to be huge yeah. for the Giants. I think it's absolutely, absolutely going to go through him. Daniel Jones plays well against Washington. It's the one team he does it against consistently, so I will go with the Giants as well. Um, I think that the Giants can kind of do enough to disrupt this team. Washington... Six and one in their last seven games. Currently, they have a great little win streak, and I love it. I, I think it just time that they snap one, and and, and no better yeah. time than on the road against a division opponent than for that to happen. So I'll lock in the Giants with this one, but I am worried about the wide receiver depth. Clearly, some needs in free agency in the off season, and and the draft are going to need to be met for this team yeah. for the Giants. I think for next season. Um, especially if they want to have continued success with, with Daniel Jones as their quarterback. Definitely. They're going to need some interior offensive line, some tight ends and receivers, and just about everything. Just about everything. <laughs> All right, let's keep this moving in our good games. We have the Tennessee Titans making their way to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Philly's favorite in this one by minus 5.5, over under here of 44.5. What are your thoughts? Man, Jalen Hurts in the first quarter last week Fucking was amazing. insane. He had 17 total carries for 157 yards. That's the most uh, fourth most by a quarterback in a game since 2000. You know, yards. we just saw, uh, you know, we just saw Justin Fields breaking records you know, a couple weeks ago. So, um, you know, it's very impressive that Hertz can also do the same kind of things uh, running in this offense. They're ten of one and they're at home, five and a half spread. People are obviously kind of expecting them to kind of run away with this. Um, but is there anything that people should be excited about the Titans? You know, everyone's talking about the Eagles' run game, but we always talk about the Titans' run game. I mean. I think right now, I'm going to go with the Titans. What I like is what I described what the Washington Commanders needed to do when they beat Philly on that Monday night game, which was maintain time of possession, 
convert on the time of possession that mm-hmm. you're maintaining. Yeah. Keep the ball away from this Eagles team. Uh, and, and and from this Eagles offense. And that's about and that's about it. And then, you know, on the big third downs, don't you know, stop them. Yeah. Things like that. Like third and longs, that kind of stuff. Washington went out, they, they put together a great game plan and were able to execute the win. You have Derrick Henry. You can yeah. run this ball all over a team. That's the weakness of, of this of this Philly defense. They're second against the pass. You, you so don't throw a lot against them. Or if you do you throw Smart, West Coast, effective, down smart like short, down-the-field passing. Mm-hmm. And you run the ball effectively. They're 18th against the rush. Philly, on the other hand, though, they could have a field day against a secondary uh, that's 31st against the pass. They're giving up a ton of yards, only, Tennessee, only yeah. ahead of the Vikings right now, who are bleeding yards like that. So this is an opportunity for Philly to utilize A.J. Brown and uh, Devonta Smith if they want to. Uh, but that being said, I just think that Tennessee can game plan around Philly and yeah. and get a win, especially when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield. I, I I will go with Philly at home in this one, but I will say I really think this will be an under kind of game. Uh, like you said, there's going to be a heavy running game. Both of the defenses are top ten right now. Um, both of them are top ten in point differential. Um, I think it's going to be a very big disrupt the passer game for both teams. Um, and we've just seen the Eagles adding to their pass rush. You know, they already had. You know, Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. Now they have Indominus Sue. They have Robert Quinn. Um, they're going to be all over Tannehill. And like you said, I mean, and Henry last week, a season low 38 yards, not what I wanted to see from him. Um, I do think this is a bounce back game from him. But, um, you know, Tennessee right now, um, you know, I, I think that they can keep it close. But I, I don't know if they'll get the W on my end. Wouldn't surprise me. Right, let's keep this moving on into our games of the week. Games because of the week. Games of the week. Because we have the Miami Dolphins making their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers here. 49ers are favored by minus four over under here, 46 and a half, 4.05 p.m. Eastern game. Now, this game, super interesting. A lot of familiarity here, obviously. Head coach Kyle Shanahan had Mike McDaniels as his offensive coordinator for a handful of years. Yeah. Obviously, Mike McDaniels now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins who's about to play them. So, what are your thoughts going into this game? Because the coaches know each other and know how they like to work, how their yeah. minds think. They spend a lot of time together. I think it's uh, two words. Offensive nightmare. Just oh a shootout. Just everything. Uh, you know, it's a 46 line. I'd hammer that. Uh, and I'm going to go with Miami. They're underdogs on the road. Mike McDaniels, uh, like you mentioned, a protege of Kyle Shanahan. Uh, just another great coach that kind of was on this 49ers staff when they went to the Super Bowl couple of years ago and just man you know even though the 49ers defense may be you know only they're, they're just they're the best scoring defense right now they're giving up 15.7 a game and then you got That's Miami's offense who who like who do you like more in that matchup the offense of Miami versus the defense of uh, San Francisco, because I feel like that's like the most exciting like X factor. I'll lean ever so slightly with the Dolphins' offense, mm-hmm. but I I really do love the 49ers. But they, yeah, the 49ers are the best. See, I love your Padawans become the master mentality, but I think this is an opportunity for sh- for Kyle Shane and the 49ers to show why the master is still the master. Yeah. All right. There's a reason why he was the protege. Okay. There's a reason why he's still going to be the protege in this game. All this right. will be a lesson for Mike McDaniels. Well, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. got that Belichick mentality. I think, <laughs> exactly. I think the 49ers are going to win this game. And I think the reason why is because the I think at the end of the day, with no Taron Armstead right now for the Dolphins, that's an opportunity for Nick Bosa to make like that one play that changed the game, that strip sack, Ooh. you know, that, that force sack that, that can makes a big fourth down and shifts momentum. That, that kind of big play. And on the flip, 
I think that the 49ers offense is well equipped to handle this Dolphins defense. I think at the moment, while they acquired Bradley yep. Chubb and signed him, that was great for them in the long term. Um, I don't think that their defense is quite there yet. I don't think sense, it's. Yeah. I don't think it's like it's a it's a middle of the pack defense for sure. And I think that the 49ers offense is up there as one of the best offenses, right? Yeah, that's a good point. So you have these two hyper powered offenses, and I'm thinking about which defense is going to make that main play. And I'm just looking at this 49ers team that's been just went to the the NFC Championship that know what it, that knows what it takes to win these big games. They know what it was like to have its season on the line, and they just have all that familiarity. Um, and I think that's really going to ultimately give them that edge that they're going to need uh, to get over them. So I'm going to go with the 49ers on this yeah. one. Yeah, the only reason I'm really going, man, like you said, there's got to be some sort of edge between these teams because there's just so much going on. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are my like edge this week. I best wide receiver duo in the league. Best wide receiver duo in the league. Easily. It's got to be. They're both top five right now when it comes to receiving yards. Um, and this is going to be I mean, Tyree Kill, 1,200 yards. You know, Waddle, 963. I mean, this is... He'll hit 1,000 this week. These are two guys that could hit, like, 1,500 by the end of the year each round. Tyreek, definitely. But Waddle, the way he plays... If there is one defense that's going to get you to, you know, feel that pressure at San Francisco, but the one that's going to be able to get over that, I think, is Tua and this offense. Tua still hasn't lost, if I'm correct, right? No. So, I'm going to ride with Tua again this week. Let's go... Underdog Miami on the road, um, San Francisco minus four. I don't know. I think if they're up by four, Miami's gonna have to get the last two minutes, and they'll get it going. I'll go over 49ers money line and hit the spread on this one. Ooh, I like that. I like that. For All right, that. no, I don't like that going with Miami money line. You like it as a betting man. All right, let's move this into our last game of the week and our last game for the Sunday Superflex episode because we have an AFC Championship rematch when the Kansas City Chiefs make their way to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Chiefs are favoring this one by minus two and over under here of 52. This is a 425 p.m. Eastern game. What are your thoughts going into this one? This is going to be a good game. This is the reason that this is the last game because we got my guy Jamar Chase coming back this week. Uh, We don't know about Joe Mixon just yet. I know he's still in the concussion protocol. But if he comes back this week and Bengals have a huge uh, advantage with their full thing, I think this can can be a very close game. KC favored by two. That's a scary spread in the sense that, you know, I'm like looking at them. Got to go against that spread. You know, we saw what happened in the championship with a very close game. Bengals go for the two-point. Tied up, went through this whole crazy thing. You know, me and Sean were there. It was, it was uh, we were just watching the watching the game. Just like we, we felt, we, we had no idea who was going to win. I feel like the same way going into this. I'm leaning Kansas City more. And I just want to put it out there that, Kansas City's kind of weird. Like they they boosted up this week to the highest odds of like the Super Bowl odds as their favorites over Buffalo over Philly for the first time. And it is tough because I don't know if there is a better team than Kansas City right now. Buffalo, Buffalo, maybe I don't know, man. I don't know. Kansas City is so good; they're unstoppable. Philadelphia. No, I would take Kansas City. I know you wouldn't. You, I knew would you were going to say yes to that. No, I just knew you were. I I don't know. I will take Buffalo Are you still. Buffalo ever so slightly over Kansas City as the best team. I think that the Bengals are getting hot at the right time, but I'm not going to pick the Bengals in this one. I am going with Kansas City as well. 
the the main reason why is I think that the Chiefs have a bitter taste of what happened in the playoffs last season, and they're going to oh, come yeah. into this one with a little bit extra and, and are going to get the win. That being said, they mean the playoffs could be a different story for the Bengals. Um, one of the things I also wanted to just note was I'd say Pacheco, the rookie, is just playing mm-hmm. great, a lot of fun. Wearing the number 10 proud, I think, now that Tyreek Hill has left, right? Yeah. And it's just kind of subtly giving me flashbacks like that 2017 time when Kareem Hunt was with the Chiefs his rookie season. Yeah, and and you just can give this guy 20 carries. You can give him 20 carries, and you can give him him 10 passes, and he can get 60 on the ground for you. And I think that right now, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill. Question marks about this team, but Travis Kelsey almost has 1,000 yards. He's dominating, and... Now, yeah, it's just I, I think this this team is getting more fun and scary because they were like, oh man, you took away what we what we can do, what our bread and butter is. So now we just are just going to do random stuff all the time. It, it, and it's kind of like in Madden, it's like you have a player get injured and you're like, well, I can just run kind of every play and just eventually keep scoring and getting touchdowns. Yeah, and like you're saying they can do whatever they want. Um, Man, I gotta tell you, it's it's an interesting one. I'm gonna take the over no matter what. Fifty two highest line of the week, especially if Jamar uh, Chase is in for a reason. Wide receiver core. And Jamar, we knew Jamar could have came back last week, and we felt like him and Mixon would have kind of come back last week, but they weren't ready. They went in, they won that game anyway against Tennessee last week. I'm feeling very confident. I must say, despite the fact that I sounded like I'm going right with KC. Rest of the season, I, I, I like the Bengals to win. That's what I'm saying. The if they're in the North. playoffs. I like them to go to the playoffs. And if they do go, we Watch saw what out. Joe Burrow did in the playoffs last year. Everybody was watching. Watch <laughs> out. We know you did this, that. <laughs> they want revenge. All right. That is all the time that we have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Watch out for the Bengals. They're getting hot, and this is the time when they get scary. Yeah, they're getting white hot like their alternate jerseys right now. They but, uh, yeah, thank you guys for checking this out. Always enjoy the Sunday Super Flex. Um, on YouTube and Spotify under Just Saying Football, just saying football.com for all your updates. Just saying, no G W J S on Instagram for all your article video updates and reels. Um, throw some likes, comments, let us know what you want to see on there. Enjoy these games. Got some huge ones this week. Enjoy.